Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation. You know the websites: JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner. FamilyPetAncestry.com is there for you when you want to go to JackieCation.com because I bought it and I pointed it towards that because it made me laugh, you guys. I'm part of the All Things Comedy Podcast Network, and that is at AllThingsComedy.com, and you can find a boatload of different podcasts if by comics that uh, if you're looking for more stuff to listen to. I also do a podcast with Lori Kilmartin over at the Nerdist Podcast Network, and that's just called The Jackie and Lori Show, and it's... Seriously, it, we're just talking about stand-up. The Dork Forest, on the other hand, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again words he wrote to the Mexican hat dance. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and Vilmos just redid my website, you guys. It looks really great. He did. It looks better on your phone. That's uh, that's what I was told. And uh, and so it's it's pretty cool. The Amazon banner and the donation button are together under support the show. The donation button is also randomly around the podcast website for dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com. But if you want to use the Amazon banner, go to support the show, click on that banner. It just takes you to Amazon and you order like normal and the Dork Forest gets a kickback. So if you uh, would do that, that'd be great. I totally appreciate that. If you want to donate to the show directly, uh, if you want to do it monthly, I haven't made it easy. And get this, PayPal just changed it, so I can't even do it. So you have to remember that you like the show every month if you wanted to do that. And if you don't have any money and don't want to donate, don't sweat it. Uh, just tell people about the show. You can get merch if you want. There's T-shirts. There's the Ranger T-shirt that my nephew, Salmon Beemel Benrood, designed many years ago. And then there's the logo, and it's pretty great. Those are available on Union Made U.S. t-shirts. Uh, shipping is included when you order it. There's also CDs and a DVD of my special. You can get that hard copy on JackieCation.com, or you can download it streaming for 10 bucks from ComedyFilmNerds.com from their download store. That is super fun. Those are all the things. On the, on the new website, there's my schedule. I don't know where I am. Uh, please look. Please go to the tour page. Uh, too confused this week to have prepared that. Let's get into the show, you guys. It's a good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm at the Winnipeg Odd Block Comedy Festival, and I'm doing uh, extra, extra, extra dork forests because I can. So I'm sitting here uh, with a longtime friend, and uh, and now uh, overnight sensation. I think you're a breakout star, <laughs> Martha Kelly. Do you feel like a breakout star? Uh, I feel like uh, whatever is the opposite of a breakout star. <laughs> what do you think about the in. words of overnight sensation? What do you think of those words? I love it because it's such a made-up term that <laughs> has never applied to a single person. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I don't know. Like, it's all, if you were born fully formed from a clamshell, yeah. like Venus, maybe. Uh, yeah. I think I'm mixing my pantheons. Um, I don't know anything about any of it, so you could fool me if you wanted. I wouldn't call you on it. Well, you know what George W. Bush used to say? Fool me <laughs> once. Anyway, uh, Martha Kelly, you're on, uh, you're on baskets. You do stand up comedy. You've always done stand up comedy and you've only recently done baskets. Uh, yes. what is your online presence? I, uh, people would like to know if they'd like to see your stand up comedy. Well, I am, um, I'm on Twitter 
Is that what you mean? Yeah. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter at Martha Kelly three, I believe. And it's just K E L L Y, right? Yes. With the number three. And then I honestly don't remember what my Facebook handle is. Okay. Because I've had Facebook for so long. Oh, right. So you're just yourself. And then, I but there's probably web- YouTubes, right? You get a website. I have a, I have a website <laughs> that is a WordPress or is it a, one of those other ones, blog. Like a journal space from it's the a, early. I think it's a WordPress and it's pretty. Pretty sweet. Dead. I Pretty believe dead. I've had three visitors. It's been up since February. Rangers, go there. Yeah. And, uh, check it out. Bring a friend. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll get those numbers up. People but, who, probably everyone who's visited my website was lost and landed there by accident. Is it MarthaKelly.com? It's MarthaKelly.net because why would you pick one that would be more likely to be visited? <laughs> How do you explain to people? It's, uh, yeah. So people, just so you know, Martha Kelly, it's at Martha Kelly three and you just played Acme and now we're together in Winnipeg, uh, which seems to be a lovely, uh, small city. Yeah. I already like it a lot better than Montreal and Toronto as far as places in Canada. There you go. Canada. Know in your hearts, Winnipeg is beloved already. I like it a lot. Yeah. It is nice. Um, so your dorkdom. And, uh, when your eyes got big, we were talking about different things, was the, the television program, Law and Order. Well, and specifically, weirdly, maybe, Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Criminal Intent. Okay. Now, I have hardly watched the original Law and Order. I have never seen an entire episode of any Law and Order. I've seen well, parts of all of them because I exist in the world. Right. And the televisions have been on. But I, so the premise of Law and Order is that the, it's you, do you see the crime in the beginning? Um, I know that yes. there's both police and lawyers, right? Yes. So, um, in, uh, in SVU, you, it starts with, usually starts with a dead body and the detectives and the medical examiner talking about how it's usually a she, how she got in that predicament. Right. <laughs> Wait, how was she dressed? Is it the, that usually, SVU is the sex one, right? Yeah. Frequently not dressed. Oh. D- dead bodies. That's how serial killers like to. Oh, that's how they do leave their women dead? is leave them naked a lot of times. Um, cause they it hate women. It seems to be a lack of dick dignity, uh, yeah. when you've killed somebody not to have redressed them. Uh, yeah, a lot of serial killers in real life and on SVU don't have much respect for women, which is why Will they I murder see them. a pattern? Is that why there are hundreds of episodes? Is that why they murder them? <laughs> Wait, so, what does SVU stand for? A special victims unit. That's right. That's right. And so, it is a sexual victims unit, which thanks, is what I usually. Yeah, but that is also would be true. And it's usually, it's usually, victims? yeah, it's, it's, well, that's what it is in the beginning. It's like, uh, crimes involving, uh, crimes of a sexual nature conspi- considered especially, especially heinous. And are, the, are sent to the SVU unit. Yeah. And what city is SVU being shot Manhattan. in? Manhattan. It's, oh, it's one of the, cause the original one was New York as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They had a short-lived SVU in LA with, um, Skeeter. Skeech. Actor? Yeah, his name's not Skeeter. What is it? Screech? <laughs> Screech? The guy Screech from Wisconsin who just got out of jail for beating somebody up. Uh, 
<laughs> when I laugh really hard, I snort. I'm so that, embarrassed that, that, that was caught on tape. Are you kidding? Safest, sta- safest space in the world, the dork forest where you're having a good time. Skeet. I'm so embarrassed. Skeet Ulrich, not Skeeter or Screech. <laughs> I love to call him Skeeter but, now. But Skeet, we were- he, was on a, he was on SVU LA, but it was short-lived. Okay. So, but so they they start out and it's cops and forensic people because you yeah. found a, usually a body, right? Starts with a body. Sometimes it starts with a child kidnapping and and ho- and usually fingers crossed there is no body because the kid's still alive. We oh. always hope. Oh right, right. So the cops are successful and they end up getting the kid back. A lot of times, but the there are times they don't. And before my niece and nephew were born, I could disassociate any movie or TV show that involved kids dying as just, I would just dismiss it as though they're going for pulling at the heartstrings. Oh, but once my niece and nephew came along, I can't, I can't hardly stand it when they have a kid really die. It's, Kills me. It's devastating. Yeah. Uh, I have to say this is that when you said when they have a kid, uh, kidnapped, it used to be, I used to think that they were, and I thought you were going to end, uh, it with going to, uh, a farm out in the country. <laughs> <laughs> they were, you know what they would say with your, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, there was actually one SVU episode where kids were being held in slavery on a farm out in the country. Here in the United States? In, yeah, outside or of New York. Outside yeah. of New York. And so one kid, uh, they would send some of the kids into the city to earn income via prostitution. Sure. And one of them made a run for it. And that's how the, she gets hit by a car. And that starts oh, the whole episode. that's how it's revealed. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. what I've... What I've always been scared about with SVU is that it is about sexual, it's sexual crimes and it's, and it's, um, crimes against children. Yeah. And so I've never been, like some people love true crime too. They love I to- I can't f- do that. True crime. Yeah. It was, uh, Mary, um, Michelle McNamara had been yeah. on a couple of times, um, and she was loved true crime. And I never, I never know, I don't know anything. Yeah. My crime shows are always, Sort of more superhero-y, like right. Bones right. and Castle, where gotcha. they they find the criminal through a series of what are clearly superpowers of of of. Uh, Law and Order always seems like they're trying to be more realistic. Yeah, and the earlier seasons were more dark than the later seasons. It, ter- it has turned into a show that's more, thank God, it's more about the detectives than it is about the crimes. Because the okay. crimes, I wouldn't... I is don't, it, yeah. The early ones are mostly about the crimes. Well, they're about the detectives, but yeah, they're darker, definitely darker. And they're and they're about the criminals? Do you meet the criminals? Yeah, and so criminal intent, they have a different formula. They start with the events leading up to the crime, and oh. then they go to the opening credits right after the crime. The dead person's killed. Right. The dead person. And then when they come back from the first commercial, the um, criminal intent detectives, Catherine Herbe and Vincent D'Onofrio, okay. are um, figuring out the predicament of the dead person. So we get to see the crime in criminal intent. Yeah. And um, Do we see the criminal? Yes, and although they don't, they usually don't reveal the criminal in the beginning. Um, oh, so that but that's the mystery. Yeah, and and then once they do, Vincent D'Onofrio figures out how to trick him into confessing. Usually, which is sometimes he his trick is just to yell at them until they confess. <laughs> 
Well, that feels Vincent D'Onofre. He, I pl- love he played him. Uh, Kingpin on the new Dead uh, Daredevil. Uh, that's what I heard. I love him so much. He could not have been spookier. He's great. He's, he was he was scary as hell. I don't know how much you can cuss on this. Uh, swear it up. I love, fuck. I was gonna say he's scary as fuck in the cell with Jennifer Lopez. He okay. plays the he plays a serial killer in that, and he's terrifying. He is terrifying in Daredevil, <laughs> and he's playing uh, Kingpin, and he's just it's all it's all inner monologue too because he's just he's just standing there as a giant man who is super soft spoken. Wow. And is terrifying as all hell. So, so that Kingpin is nothing like the one with Woody Harrelson and Randy Quaid. Then. Not at all. Not at so all. That's not, a bowling movie, if I remember okay. correctly. Not uh, a fun-loving Kingpin. Not a fun-loving Kingpin. Scary. He is a, he, it, he's capable of love. It turns out Kingpin oh. is, uh, he falls in love, but he is, with uh, who? And how do I an knock, artist? knock her out of the way and get, get her. her spot? Right. I don't know that you want to be in love with the character Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio, but so he plays a good guy in Criminal Intent. Yeah, he plays the, the main good guy who's like a genius profiler. Okay. And he also sometimes has compassion for the criminals, which makes it interesting because really the sad, horrible thing, one of the reasons I don't want to watch true crime is that in real life, people who commit horrible crimes without exception, have had horrible things done to them when they were young and couldn't protect themselves. That's what that's what activates sadism in that's, human beings. That's the modus operandi? Or is that is that a study that's true, do you think? Or I, I mean I, it sounds true. I just yeah, I don't I'm know. There, I'm not there is it's just human nature that um People don't be, commit sadistic harm to others unless they've experienced it. Like kids who do that, it's, that's a, that's one of the things they People are do. not born monsters is what yeah, you're Yeah, I think every human is born with the, the ability to be sadistic. Sadly, that's part of our nature. Okay. But I don't think that it gets heightened to where you act on it to that extent unless you've been victimized and that's so horrible. Right. And, that's yeah, yeah. one of the reasons I don't I, I don't want to watch true crime. I don't want to see the people they hurt, and I don't want to see them knowing how damaged they are, the criminals. You right, know? right. I, that's what, my my thing with a lot of whenever I watch. Yeah, that maybe that's why I don't like true crime because I'm a big person who wants to fix things. Yeah, and I'm like, well, is there some way that we could? Go back in time and, right. and, ma- and make that not happen to that guy so that he doesn't yeah. grow up to be an, a, a disaster of a human and, and a monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there isn't. It turns out there are no time machines at this time. We got to work on it, Jackie. That's what I think that the technology will be used for good. Unfortunately, uh, it'll probably be used for tourism. Yeah. Uh, when it is indeed, <laughs> someone will go back in time because they've always wanted to see what real pirates were like. And uh, so, but uh, so okay. So long. So are those are the only two that you watch? How yeah. many episodes are there? Are there lots of episodes? Hundreds, I think, because there are seasons and like there were, there've been, I think now 16 or 17 seasons of SVU. What? It's, it's been around for over it's 15 been years? A, it's actually been around since before 9-11. Oh and, my uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like 99 then. Yeah. And then, uh, I started watching it when I was newly sober mm-hmm. and, um, that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I was just so miserable that I wasn't hardly functioning. And so I would just go over to my sister's house 
under the uh, hoping I would work on her computer because I had a terrible um, web copywriting job. Okay. I like a, that job. Like a search engine optimization yes. writing. And then, uh, but whenever I'd get there, we would just watch Law and Order marathons because <laughs> they were always on the SVU ones. They always, they're always, they, yeah. they were always on. Um, Janine Graffalo had a really, has a really funny bit about, I'm not going to do it, but the gist of it is that the reason there are so many law and order type shows is because America is trying to convince its citizens that we actually have a functioning justice system <laughs> through having all these shows. Right, right. Cause there's at least five, aren't there five yeah. shows? There's a, there's regular law and order, which I don't think is made anymore. Okay. I think that La- ended law and order criminal intent ended. Okay. And it went from Vincent D'Onofrio and Catherine Herbe to, um, Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Okay. N- n- what's it? Chris Noth? Sure. And, uh, or Noth, I don't know how to pronounce. And then, um, Jeff Goldblum was the, uh, was the. Oh, he was Vincent. in the TV show too? Yeah, for like the last, at least one season, maybe two. How many, how many seasons of, uh, Criminal Intent are there? I think there's a close to 10, probably. Wow. So that's 200 episodes. Yeah. And then 16 seasons of, of SVU. Yeah. And then aren't there law and order like New Orleans or? Um, there's CSI New Orleans. Okay. Oh, right. Um, and there's an NCIS Los Angeles. And there's an S- NCIS New Orleans. Right. Maybe that, not CSI. CSI Miami and New York. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I don't watch CSI. I think Janine Garofalo is correct. Yeah. I think uh, we're trying to imply that I there love, is justice. God, I love her. Um, I, yeah, I don't watch NCIS really or CSI. They're more um, superpower ones, the NCIS ones. So yeah. I, I watch those. My, my parents watched them. So I actually did see some of them. They're mm-hmm. not, I don't, I like them, but there's, the reason I like uh, Criminal Intent and SVU is because there are only a few detectives and you get to know them really well and the stories are about them as much as the crime. Right. Whereas the other shows, there are a lot of detectives. and It it's, feels like more of a, an ensemble. And Yeah, and it's more about the crime than the, the – it's the characters are developed, but it's not – primary you know what what in in svu who are the who are our main characters again who are the detectives well for a long time it was benson and stabler Um, okay and what did we how did we learn about their lives are they married do they have children stabler um is married he's catholic he has a bunch of kids um he's a dreamboat and his (laughs) wife is terrific okay so they have a nice happy stable marriage yeah well then they break they separate for one Part of one season, or oh, wow. maybe a whole season, and then they get back together and have another baby. And because uh, that should fix it, right. well, and because they're Catholic. Oh, right. And uh, and then uh, Martha Kelly, were you raised Catholic? No, my dad's Catholic. Was okay. raised Catholic. There you go. Um, he wanted to be a priest at one point, so his family was super Catholic. Wow, that is super Catholic. Um, but uh, th- then, but Stabler's kids develop. Some of them develop problems as teenagers, and okay. he and there's a there's more than one storyline about his trouble controlling his anger. He was abused in in a heartbreaking episode. You find that out, and um, his dad was a policeman too, and he was abusive. Oh wow! And Elliot Stabler is not abusive, but he 
loses his temper with criminals a lot. And part so of he you, has anger issues. Yeah, but part of you is like any decent human being would feel rage towards a child molester or a child abuser sure. or a rapist. Mm-hmm. Um but he doesn't always, he sometimes crosses the line, I guess is how they would describe it in TV terms. <laughs> right, in TV land. Sure. It's a, he's, yeah. he's a loose cannon. He is a loose cannon and he does, he has some unorthodox methods. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put him on the and carpet. They, yeah. Take him on the, take him on the arches. No, that's different. He, uh, yeah. And so, but then he and Olivia, his partner, Mariska Hargitay, um, who's maybe my favorite, uh, Actor on TV of all time and favorite character. And has an amazing name. What is her name? Mariska Hargitay. Her, Mariska Hargitay. She is, um, oh, uh, Jane Man, Jane Mansfield's daughter. Oh wow. Jane Mansfield of losing her head. Yeah. And she was in the car when the accident happened, but she was so little she doesn't remember anything about it. That's really for the best. Yeah. Yeah. But she's so great and, uh, her character is like the one who is really great with little kids when they need to interview them and Oh, does she look like a model? Does she have short yeah. cropped hair? Yeah. And and very structured, like super yeah. amazing bone structure? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I know what that is. Yeah, she's super terrific yeah. on all fronts. Her name should be Mariska. Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great and uh and so she can bond with the, the children that have been hurt. Yeah, and the victims, the adult and, women victims. And, and why is she good at that? And what, does she have some she, sort of history? Well, she, as a matter of fact, <laughs> her, <laughs> her mother was an alcoholic. Okay. And abusive. Ah. And, um. It created empathy. And her dad raped her mother and that's how she was conceived. Oh, and then they got married like a Luke and no. Laura in General Hospital? No, oh, no. But God, that, that affected me. That happened when I was probably like 11. I, my cousin Oh, the watched, General Hospital? Yeah, and it really, I was like, well, I get, is that how it works? Right. I remember being yeah. about a, a, a child as well thinking, yeah. no, that's not, yeah, that's not who you marry. You don't marry the guy that. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Soap operas. They love to have rape on them back then. Maybe they still do. I don't know. I haven't watched one since college, but yeah. um, I have to say that it it changed. Uh, that was, I think it was, I was like 13 at the time, 13 or 14. And I had, it was the summer I had a uh, problem with my library card. I had a, uh, I couldn't take out books from the library. Yeah. So I started shoplifting books uh-huh. at the Kmart. <laughs> Which means that I was reading a lot of Harlequin romances. Uh, Your choices get uh, real narrowed down uh, when you are <laughs> stealing paperbacks from Kmart. Yeah. And so a lot of the Harlequin romances in the late 70s yeah. had a rape theme. Ugh. where and, and some of them weren't rape. They weren't rape-rape. They were more date-rape. They right. were more, I don't know if I should do it. Yeah. Oh, you think I should do it? Oh, I guess I'll do it. And right. uh, it's like, I didn't want to do it. And so <laughs> and it's like, and then the, the second scene is him just going, well, you know, you wanted it. And I, so I right. stopped reading those because right. of the Luke and Laura General Hospital thing. And because my stepmother watched, she's, that's why she stopped watching General Hospital. Ah, uh, that's good. Cause she I. And then she got sucked back in after the wedding, I think, because she liked uh, she liked some of the other characters. Tristan wasn't there a character named Tristan from Australia? I don't, yeah, some maybe. Guy, or maybe yeah. that was his the actor's name. 
Right. But anyway, yeah. So, so she, her, her dad, and they never got married in, in SVU. The, the, right. the cops. And they parents. never found the, they never found, like he got away with raping her mom and her mom became pregnant and then decided to keep her. Oh. Was an alcoholic. And abusive. Um, abusive and, uh, dies, I think, from, from alcoholism or suicide. I can't, I think it's alcoholism. Okay. But after the show starts, like there's a couple episodes where she has oh, like lunch in, with her mom. In the so in the continuity of the show, she we dies. get to meet her mom, mm-hmm. and then her mom either commits suicide or drinks herself to death. I think she drinks herself to death. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, well, good for her. that's that makes this show sound much more interesting. Yeah. That I think I've ever got sucked into it. Yeah, it's really because you feel you love the detectives. And then the other detectives who are not, uh, don't have as much lead stories as them, but are still amazing are Ice T. Um, he plays Finn Tutuola. Okay. <laughs> and he is, um, his son is gay. Okay. And so um, we get to address, uh, homosexuality in the black community. And homophobia, Finn's initial homophobia and then reconciliation with his son. Okay. And then, um, Richard Belzer plays, uh, God, I'm blanking on his character's oh, name. Wow. Finn and. And that's, this is all in SVU? Yeah. And Richard Belzer is amazing on it. He's so good. Right. Um, I thought he was on the regular at long. He was originally. Okay. And then he, and then he got on SVU and his, his character's dad committed suicide and I think he might have been the one to find him. But he, there's an episode where he tells a story about, um, getting angry at his dad because he had punished him for something and telling him he hated him. And then that was the last time he saw him before he killed himself. Oops. Yeah. It's so it's heart. There's a lot of heartbreak. Right. And, and there is a lot of, um, pity for the criminals sometimes. Okay. Too. So there's, yeah. there's empathy and sympathy for these people that are clearly broken that have done these horrible crimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not all of them though. Some of them, they're just like, nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. going to shake you down yeah. and you're probably going to rot in jail yeah. forever. And <laughs> actually, um, <coughs> Criminal intent is more the one where you you get more information about the criminals, so you feel f- for them. Whereas most of SVUs, I think you just feel like, oh, that's a monster. They're portrayed as a monster. Right, they're monster hunters. Yeah, and then they find the monster, and then yeah, uh, is justice always served? Do they always um, win? No, but a lot of times they do. Right, and sometimes they don't. Law and order isn't the premise of that. Is we get to see the cops, and then we get to see the judge. Yeah, well, the DA is or, the main, uh, uh, order part okay. of law and order. So SVU. we, we meet a lot of judges, we meet a lot of defense attorneys, but the DA is the main, co- main, uh, lawyer that works with SVU and criminal intent. Oh, same, and same DA? No, but, um, that would be but e- each show has a DA as their main, one of the main characters. Yeah. Is Criminal Intent also in Manhattan as well? Yes. Okay. And Courtney B. Vance, who plays the DA on Criminal Intent, mm-hmm. played, um, Johnny Cochran in the OJ Simpson, um, miniseries on FX. And oh, okay. As a result, I got to meet him and tell him how much I loved him. Oh my God. But I kind of, um, what would you, I kind of, I don't know, I, somewhere between an ambush and just a surprise. 
where oh. he was clearly he was trying he was waiting for a car to leave um the party that um I never you. should have been at in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> and he was on his phone and I walked up and said, excuse me, I just wanted to tell you I, how much I love you and you're so great. And he was nice. And right. And, and you, and, and that was what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I don't mind, like, you know, whenever you meet someone who you really admire or famous people, it's always right. weird. I met Don Rickles once oh. and I think I said something wildly. I think I, I went too far because he was like, <laughs> it's a little weird. You're a little weird, kid. That's what he said to me. <laughs> and, uh, and then I backed slowly away. But that's, and he was probably... no, but that's how he would have said something ball busting, no matter what right. he said. <laughs> that's true. I could have just but... said, uh, I really admire your work, which is what yeah. I said to Walter Koenig when I got oh, to meet yeah. Walter. Because Danielle's dad. Right. And uh, he did an eye slide. He did that thing where he was like, he didn't want to make it. He was like, thank you very much. <laughs> And then kept walking. So I don't know. I think that there's a certain level of fame or a certain kind of fan yeah. that can creep. And I must be that fan. I don't think so. I, w- I really want to know what you said to Don Rickles, though. Do you remember it? It was something along the lines of, I think I gushed. It was an early, I was on, he was, I was on Murphy Brown, which was a television program that was on yeah. in the 90s. I was a, I played an airport cop. Nice. On Murphy Brown. And he played the secretary. I don't know if you remember, but the secretary was always, Candace Bergen's secretary was always replaced every week because she couldn't keep a secretary. <laughs> and Don, Don Rickles played a secretary, her secretary, <sighs> and he just ball busted her the entire time and she loved him. But then at the end of the episode, he quits. Uh, because he's uh. like, no, you're not tough enough for me or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and it was the final season of Murphy Brown. Wow. So, um, yeah. I think that was, you know, you, you know, you're not making any impression when you meet a seriously famous person, unless, unless you are super creepy or unless you're equally famous. Right. Right. And so when I met, he has no memory of this. Right. And, and Walter Koenig, I'm sure doesn't, I mean, though I met him again, I think at Danielle's wedding, but, um, there's no way that they, I mean, I'm going to obsess about this forever. Right. Don Rickles is over. <laughs> when we met in 99, 97, yeah. it was, uh, <laughs> wow, that's exciting though. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've told this story a thousand times in the dark forest. I got to meet Matt Damon and this is how that went <gasps> oh. is, uh, he said, you were really funny after my oh. set. And oh. I said, well, this is neat. And, oh. uh, and then he was like, all right, well, it's nice meeting you. And then we were done. That's uh perfect what you said. <laughs> Where was it? It was at Largo. Uh he he's friends with Tom Papa because they were both in that candelabra. Um the 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 movie about um magic wizardry? No. Uh, uh Liberace. Oh right. The Liberace uh thing on HBO. Oh no, you know right. other things. Like um, you know all of the actors' names on Law and Order, which uh <laughs> I've heard of most of those people, but I don't know who they are. That's great. Dan Florek is, plays the captain. Oh, does he? On SVU, yeah. Does he tell him to take care out there? Be careful out there? No, he's more of a, um, tough guy. He's more of a... Does he ever say to that, that, that one guy, you're a loose cannon! <laughs> no, but he does a lot of stabler in my office now. Oh, okay. Or, or when they're fighting amongst themselves, you two, knock it off. Now. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> 
Those are great lines. I, you know, it does. It takes some skill to make those lines. So that's. A, yeah. it's, what's uh, his name? What's the actor's name? Dan Florek. And what's the name of the character? Um, Captain Cragen. Captain Cragen. And he, but he has a heart of gold, and he's a sober alcoholic on the show because someone, oh. someone, one of the detectives says to him, "Hey, about something to do with the storyline." They're like, "Hey, Captain, you know, we should." leave all this behind and open up a bar together. You can make a killing. And he goes, okay, John, let me run that by my sponsor and I'll get back to you. So he's, he's a, yeah. Okay. So he's, he's got, got that going for him. He's yeah. got, so everybody kind of has a backstory. Yeah. And they're in all, 16 seasons, they better have a damn backstory. Yeah. You got to start mining. Yeah, they do. And they're, um, they, uh, care about each other and they have really, Stabler and, and Benson have a great relationship, but they're, but they are like brother Who's and Benson sister. Again? Uh, Mariska Hargitay. Okay. Olivia there Benson. So they're partners and they're really, really close, but there's, I'm glad they don't ever muddy it up with like any sort of sexual tension or right. any weird. Yeah. They're just friends. They're, and they're like both super tight close friends. And yeah. just best friends. And but there's only one, from what I can remember, there's only one episode where they are outwardly affectionate with each other. They usually ball bust. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah. Um, or tough guy. Sure, they tough know. it out. Um, a lot of patting on the shoulder. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sometimes, you know, sitting on one or one or the other's stoop talking about, I don't know how much longer I can do this line of work kind of talk. But, oh, right, right. But, um, and, but they're always in each other's corner. But there's one episode, it made me cry. Um, it's out, it's when, uh, Elliot has recently reunited with his pregnant wife, Kathy. Okay. Um, he's out of town, out in the country, uh, busting a criminal. Sure. Olivia drives Kathy to her obstetrician's appointment, and on the way there, they get hit by a car, a very serious car accident. Where they're, Ooh, they're both, the two of them are in a car accident? Yeah, and they're trapped in the car. Then the uh, paramedics come and get Olivia out. Um, Kathy goes into early labor. Right. Olivia, Olivia stays with her, helps them get her out of the car because she's trapped in there. Her legs are caught under the dash. A lot of blood loss. Uh, <laughs> rides in, Olivia rides in the ambulance with her. She has the baby in the ambulance on Ooh. the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He's totally fine. It's, it's not that premature. It's not like they have to no, get an oxygen tank. No. Okay. And then, um, Kathy loses consciousness because she's lost so much blood, so much blood. They cut to commercial. Oh my God, she died. She must have died. Right, right. And they come back and Elliot's rushing down a hospital corridor and sees Olivia and she's like, they're, they're both fine. They're in there. He rushes past her, goes in. They're fine. Baby and mom are fine. He comes out. It's making me emotional remembering it. Right, right. It sounds like a good episode. He comes out and, uh, he and Olivia are gonna, or she, Olivia's gonna take off and he comes out to say goodbye to her. And it's like they're, um, facing each other and, uh, I can't remember the movement of it, but it's like Olivia, they say goodbye. Olivia starts to turn and walk away. Yeah. And Elliot pivots and grabs her in a hug. And it's yeah. the only time they've ever hugged on the show. Oh, wow. And he doesn't say anything. He just hugs her really tight. Mm-hmm. And she tears up. Yeah, and yeah. making me... <laughs> it's kind of, I'm getting a little choked up myself. And then they walk to... He starts walking her out. And he. she says, what would you name him? And he says... 
um, Elliot Jr. And she says, well, just what the world needs, another Elliot Stabler. <laughs> and that's the end. And it's made me uh, uh, a little verklempt. But it's very beautiful. Yeah, they do have a very intense bond. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. It's... Uh, yeah, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I get emotional maybe a little too easily well, now, though. But that's nice. Though. Yeah, it's, it's nice, nice to be a human. The softening of Martha Kelly, I think, is what we've... <laughs> please write that autobiography. And, it's uh, nice to feel like a human being, I'll tell you that. Because for a long feelings. time I was like a robot, and I liked... I didn't want to not be a robot. So. Right. It's harder yeah. to not be a robot, I think. I think... I think it's more, um, it takes a lot more, maybe it's more tiring sometimes, but I like it better now. I really love. Oh, being alive? Being a human. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And not being guarded and, and shut down all the time and numb and sad and all that. Right. Right. It's nice to reach out and, and have some sort of, I it's mean, worth the effort. I genuinely yeah. believe that. Even if my main relationships are with fictional characters on Law and Order SVU, and that's what I'm getting <laughs> choked up about, it's still uh, a step in the right you, direction. Right. It means that you have emotion inside of you, <laughs> and it can be tapped by a writer's yeah. room full of 45-year-old men. So that's yeah. important. There's, that is... <laughs> there's not a lot of hugging and crying for me in real life, but on <laughs> but when I watch other people do it on TV, it really gets to me. That's... that's uh. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> Step one is knowing. Uh, we gotta get you some hugging and some crying. In real I mean, life. there is, there is a fair amount of hugging just because of, um, uh, without being specific, but being in recovery, a few different kinds of recovery. Are you in a lot of different programs? I'm in three. At least. Yeah, I'm well, in three. I think there's at least three more that you might want to look into. I mean, I'm sure there's, I like, I love flushing money down the toilet, well, uh, so. And, well, I'm eligible. Is what I'd like to, is what I like to tell people. What, yeah. what, what are you in? Oh, I could probably, I could probably yeah. benefit from that. Probably not going to go though, but thank you. Yeah. It's, I've, I've drug dragged my feet on each, each one of the three, but they both are, I mean, the, all three of them are very different and very helpful. And I, I like great. it now. Yeah. But yeah, people in recovery hug a lot. It's nice. It is nice. It's and I, yeah, I get choked up, uh, at gatherings of people in recovery when I hear people's stories. A lot of times I get choked up or remembering how I got there and stuff is, is moving and. Right. Know. Those are real emotions. That yeah. isn't, that isn't, and those are, there's, there's nothing not real about that because it's in those, in those recovery rooms, there's people talking from the heart because yeah. they know that it's not going to, you know, you're not going to talk about it again. Right. With, I mean, it's, and plus I don't remember anyone's name. Right. So even if I'm just telling a sort of a big story, like I, if you hear like something that moves you. Right. I think I, and I read a book, I'm reading a book that was given to me by someone in recovery, written by a guy who was in recovery. And it is called, you can't make me angry. Huh? Come on. <laughs> and I don't think that's how you're supposed to say that. I think you're supposed to say it in more of an accepting way. You can't make me angry. But I think of it as a challenge. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I don't know if I, I don't know if I trust people who don't get angry. Right. Well, I don't, he doesn't, I've read it and now I'm actually rereading it because it was that good. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's written by a guy named Paul O. Just an O, okay. you guys, because it's an, uh, an anonymous program right. that he's in. He's in two programs. Ah. Uh, he's in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and he's in um, Al-Anon. 
and he is 82 years old when he wrote this. Wow. <clears throat> and he's ta- and he's been married to his wife Max for 60 years. Wow. And this book you can't make me angry is about how he learned how she joined Al-Anon when he joined mm-hmm. Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, she's going to leave." Uh, because right. Al-Anon's whole thing is about how you 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 either tolerate and accept your alcoholic friends and family right. and loved ones or you let them go right. and you start over. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, she's gonna, she's, <laughs> she will fuck yeah. up. And, um, and so he had to, and so he joined Al-Anon so that he could learn how to let her be her uh, and let himself not, you know, and have the, let, let them have parallel lives and together lives. I thought you were going to say he joined Al-Anon to keep an eye on her and <laughs> make sure she wouldn't leave. Yeah, he that was also would be stalking my thought. her. No, no, that, that would, that's a less popular book called <laughs> You Can't Get Away From Me. And <laughs> that's a different book entirely. I wouldn't reread like- that one. And <laughs> that one sounds... <laughs> well... Sometimes you gotta go to any length to keep an eye on the person who you don't want to lose. Right. Well, he was, but he had the greatest analogy. He was just like, you know, what you, what he learned in Al-Anon, which I, I've been to one, one of those meetings and, uh, it seemed, um, lovely anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I would, I think I would benefit from it is what I'm saying. But, Me um, too. but his analogy of what, hanging out with, with people who with have drug addictions and, mm-hmm. and problems and is that, and, and anybody in life is like when you're on a plane with a child, they always say, put your mask on first. Right. And then put the mask on the kid. So you're not freaking out trying to wrestle somebody. Right. And, um, and so he said, you have to take care of yourself first. It may seem selfish, but it makes right. you more available to help the child then or to help the other person in your life is what his analogy I think meant. Right. And that's true, I believe. I it's hard it, it to resonated. practice, but it's I think it's true. Yeah, like like most self help books, I think all the answers are super simple. Right. But they are not easy. Yeah. It's like it's the difference is very palpable sometimes. You're like, Well, I know the right answer, the right, right thing to do, but it is it's a simple thing. You don't yeah. lie, cheat or steal. The hard thing is not lying, cheating, or stealing. (laughs) (laughs) Though it gets easier with practice, I've found. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does that, uh, how does that apply to law and order? Well, um, does it? uh, Who, well, I mean, um, I think that Olivia spots, um, alcoholism in sometimes in victims. Okay. Because of her mom. Okay. And she wants to rescue victims, so that's kind of an Al-Anon thing. She she definitely wants to rescue victims a lot of times. She's a helper. Like people who 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 can't uh heal and move on with their lives after their their own their their rape or their loss of their child or whatever, she wants to figure out how to make it better for them. That kind of Okay. Thing is, kind is that of a recurring on? thing in in, yeah. in in a lot of the episodes? Yeah. Where, where she's trying to somehow not just help them, she wants them to take the next step and sort of fix themselves. Um. Yeah, and she and and failing that, she wants to figure out how to save them. Yeah. Right. And how does that go? Do, does she get to or? Well, no. It, I mean, it's the better lesson is that you can't save somebody else, right? Yeah, but she. 
trying but to think. But it's a fictional of, TV show, so yeah, maybe she so, gets to. It's weird how real they are to me, though. But it's I think it's partly because when I first started watching the show, I was newly sober, and I I probably imprinted on them the way a stranded baby <laughs> rat would imprint on a human a who picked them or a okay. dog. Yeah. Oh, there's a story about a dog. <laughs> Please tell it. <laughs> there was a Facebook thing about this dog whose companion dog had died. And the headline, and a duck wanders in because they live out in the country mm-hmm. and becomes his new best friend. And just, A dog and a duck? Yeah. And just the picture is duck. Mystery duck shows up. <laughs> That's the headline? Mystery duck? I mean, mystery duck in itself is... <laughs> All you need to know to keep reading, but it's something like mystery duck shows up to cheer up grief stricken dog. And then the picture is this old dog just so sad. Right. Oh, and then the duck just, and then there's a bunch of pictures of the duck just, uh, just trying to cheer him up and following him around and cuddling up to him and they become friends. You can tell the dog's still probably like a little bummed. Yeah, where's where's that You're dog not a I dog. like? <laughs> where's that dog I like? But it's so cute. Unlikely he, allies. Yeah. Unlikely friends. Is that what they're called? It's when yeah. uh, they become friends and my my dog is like that with my kitten, and it's just, it, it's painfully cute. The two of them just kind of hanging out. You have a kitten? Yeah. He's, he's now, he's like five months, close to five months old. When I got him, he was tiny. He fit in easily in one hand. Let me tell you something. Kittens are adorable. Cats are cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they turn into cats pretty damn quick. Yeah, but um I love cats, but also this particular cat, um, he's been around dogs way more than, than his litter mates were all dead when they found him outside. Oof. The mother was nowhere to be found. So he's been a tiny, tiny baby, mostly around dogs. So he kind of imitates some dog behavior, which yeah, is yeah. cute and which fun. Which is adorable and awesome. Yeah. And I like cats too. I'm not, let no yeah. one, let it not. I have enough. <laughs> Issues with the L.A. pet joke that I, I used to do that people were like, it, I love animals. And, uh, so I, yeah. I love your pet jokes. Oh, that's the pet jokes there. They're good. You know, I bought familypetancestry.com. You did? Yeah. It points to JackieCation.com, <laughs> familypetancestry.com. And, uh, it was a joke I used to do about how, I love uh, it. cause you're going to want to know if your cat came over on the Mayflower, uh, or if your dog's <laughs> eligible to join the DAR, the dogs of the American Revolution. But, um, the, uh, <laughs> I did that joke uh, and some guy, uh, I did it on Conan and some guy actually emailed me and I cannot tell you if he was kidding, if right. he was kidding, it was hilarious. If he wasn't kidding, it's kind of hilarious. Right. He said that his cat was a direct descendant of Harry Truman's cat. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if he was kidding or if that is something that really was a thing. That's such a weird. Who's if doing it, the genealogy of cats? Yeah, and if it if it is true, how weird is fame in America <laughs> that you would get a charge out of your cat being related to a former president's cat? Right. It's right. weird how it is. it's really weird how we feel about fame. Still, when I met Sally Field, <gasps> what? Uh, that was one of the most thrilling moments of my life. So uh, I yeah. still cherish it and feel about it probably how you feel about Don Rickles. Just almost all famous people, quite honestly, yeah. especially like Sally Field, who mm. is an 
as a national treasure, I think that yeah. we, can, we, we could say that out loud. And she has that. I don't know that a lot of, um, gener, I don't know that, that, well, there are a lot of people who are famous now who probably don't have a ton of charisma in person. They're not, okay. they're not famous because of that. Okay. But Sally Field for sure has that like sparkles in her eyes and it's thrilling oh, just to meet her charisma. She's charisma wise off the charts. Yeah. And uh, lovely, like super lovely to meet. The, my, uh, Rangers are like, you've told this story as well, but, uh, I'm going to tell this one is, uh, is when I did Murphy Brown, which is almost the only TV show I've ever done in my life, but I got to meet a lot of famous people, right? I got to yeah. meet Candace Bergen and I got to meet, um, all the whole staff. And then Lily Tomlin was on that, that season. And wow. so I got to meet Lily Tomlin and Jennifer McLean, you know, Jennifer McLean, yes. uh, was my roommate at the time. And she right. came to the taping day on Friday. Uh-huh. And then afterwards we wandered around the Warner Brothers lot. And, uh, yeah. so I was, she was already outside. So I was running down the hallway to meet her to go look, yeah. uh, wander around the lot. And Lily Tomlin poked her head out of her dressing room and said, where are you going, Jackie? And I said, to uh. look for famous people. <laughs> and she said, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> and so I stopped. I said, and she goes, nope, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, it was, it was so long ago that, um, George Clooney was on the medical show. Yes. ER. He was on ER and he yeah. was playing basketball on the lot without what? his shirt on. What the fuck is the full sentence right there? That's yeah. Crazy. We got to see. And either that or I dreamed it. I should check on that with uh, Jennifer McLean. But if I remember correctly, wow. we got to see George Clooney playing basketball. That's kind of crazy. But also, I'm, I still have not stopped inwardly swooning that you met Matt Damon because he's one of my he was incredibly all time nice. favorite. And he was very funny because he, he did sketches with Tom Papa at really. Marco. Yeah, he's doing some sketch comedy because he's very funny. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I think he's, uh, he, I think he's tops. He's, he's one tops. of my favorite. And he, I like that he's never in the news. Yeah. I like that him and his wife have a private life. Yeah, I do. I remember one time he was on a late night talk show and he was, every time I ride a plane and I hear a screaming baby, I remember him telling Jay Leno maybe or David Letterman yeah. that, that, uh, he had flown out there with his family and that his daughter, was a baby and she was at the age where she was just really interested in testing out her lung capacity. <laughs> and she screamed a lot. Just to, and my niece was like that. Not just when she was upset, just there were there was a period in her babyhood where she just yelled. How loud can I belt this out? Wow. And uh not constant, you know, not like a colic type of situation. Right. Just occasionally just a Primal just a loud scream, kid. just yeah. a primal scream for no reason, with a real excited, happy look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's I remember him saying that, so I think about that and feel for the parents of a screaming baby on a plane. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh, I never feel for the parents. What I do is I turn up my iPod. <laughs> that's uh, a good idea. <clears throat> that's yeah. I ignore everyone. There was a cat on on my plane <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Meow, and it was the loudest cat. Oh. And Ron Ron Lynch was sitting right behind me on this plane and we get off the plane. He said, do you hear that cat? And I said, I did. I did hear the cat. And then I turned my iPod up and I thought it was a, a, like, cause sometimes a a, a cat will sound like a newborn. Yeah. Like a very young baby. Yeah. And, um, 
after like a half an hour of meowing, I was like, oh no, that's a cat. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to listen to Hamilton even louder. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what I did. And, uh, yeah, that, I mm. never listen, I never plug in my earphones on a plane. I usually read and or fall asleep. It's good. Uh, a- Andy will bring, uh, earplugs. That's a good idea. And then he does, then he could read or fall yeah. asleep with earplugs in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. It, I'm more, I'm more annoyed by the movements and smells of other people than the sounds on oh, the interesting. plane. Yeah. I can't stand Are how aisle or window? whenever I can, I aisle. Yeah. yeah. But still people, a lot of people don't even pretend to, Oh, is it okay if I had the shared elbow? <laughs> oh, the you know? sharing of the, of the, of the rest. Something I had a guy like- one time get his leg into my, under my seat. Mm-mm. And he'd already sort of grabbed all of the, the thing. And so when he did the thing with his foot and he under, under my seat and he was a, a bigger guy in a middle seat, mm-hmm. I was willing to give him the whole armrest because right. I always have window. So I just crowd right. myself against a window. Right. And, but I, when he put his leg there, I said, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> because he's got to move his leg. I'm going to need all of the tiny amount of air space in front of me. Did he for, move it? He did. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't say, I'm sorry. He just went, okay. I'm busted. And then he moved his leg and it I was love, for the best. <laughs> oh, I love that you just said no. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, uh, he knew that he was. In, yeah. I didn't no, have to yeah. add to an entire sentence. That was perfect. I love it. Yeah. I get real annoyed by the pushing up and the people who we're clearly not going anywhere until every row in front of us has deplaned. Right. So why are you pushing up against me? Yeah. You know? And yeah. And, uh, and then a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> don't practice plane hygiene. You should go on a plane understanding you're going to be in close, co- unless you can't help it. Like you get stuck overnight in an airport. Right. But if you can help it, you should go on a plane thinking, I'm going to be in close quarters with people. And people are one of the worst smelling species <laughs> in the world when they're not clean. Like a dog. Right. A week out from a bath. Yeah. Has for some strong, reason. Has a strong smell, but not like a human a week out from a bath. Right. For some reason, a, a stinky dog is just a stinky dog. Though, yeah. uh, my father-in-law had a dog named Stinky, mm-hmm. who, uh, was extra stink. I mean, this was the stinkiest <laughs> dog I've ever, it was a short-haired terrier, uh, pointer, yeah. short-haired pointer. And Stinky literally smelled like all, all the farts. He smelled, <laughs> he was a dog that smelled like all the, it was so weird and gross. I was yeah. like, what the hell is with stinky? And, and Clyde was like, yeah, that's why he's, that's why he's named stinky. <laughs> that's pretty, but even with dogs, it's kind of cute. I, I loved Stinky. Stinky yeah. was very stinky. You couldn't spend a lot yeah. of time around him, but he was a very sweet dog. Oh. And the short-haired dogs tend to have more of a of an odor than long. He had a lot yeah. of short-haired pointers because yeah. he trained short-haired pointers for yeah. for for, for uh, birds. the military. Oh. <laughs> And uh, he tra- he trained them for field trials from, uh, okay. and so they were all great. But none of the rest of them were stinky. The rest yeah. of them were perfectly. They smelled like dogs. Just and that little guy. Just bless that his little heart. guy. Bless his heart. And he lived. He outlived all of them. Stinky did. He showed everybody. Well, he, everyone else <laughs> might have died of the stink. <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> but it's cute when a dog 
smells. You know, but with a with a person, human, you're just like, dude. I get so angry. Some guy breathed right in my face, and I couldn't get away. He just it plane. Oh, we're getting we're getting off the plane. No, it was more like he had eaten something hot, garbagey, <laughs> on the plane, and he just. I'm sitting on the aisle waiting for people to get off the plane. He gets his uh, carry-on out, and he leans over to rummage through it. So his face is right next to my face, and he's just breathing garbage. <laughs> and I just got real mad, <laughs> and I like, started mumbling, I'm probably going to kill somebody today. Wow. Did he hear that? Do you think no, he heard that? Oh, there I you don't go. want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I do feel... <laughs> Well, thank God. <laughs> but I did want to kill him. <laughs> right. What you might want to do is carry a gum or a mint and yeah. offer it to people. Um, yeah. You could be part of the solution then. Any I chance? never thought of that. I just thought, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, you know what I'm going to do? You're going to make me angry. That's what's going to happen. I have another law and order question. Okay. Uh, law and order is known uh, for having the most... Extra roles for people. Like right. it's great. It's great employment wise for actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's great because there's, there's plenty of, of extraneous characters, not yeah. just the criminal, but like, uh, secretaries and people, uh, uh, legal assistants and, and lots of times the, the first one or two suspects who aren't the killer. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Extra suspects. Yeah. And then there's, there's judges and, yeah. and all these other lawyers and stuff. It's so yeah. great. Who are your favorite guests? Are there, are, have there been really fun? Yeah. Have there been famous people or have yes. there just been character actors that you've really well, been in favor of in SVU or CSI or what is it? Not CSI. Uh, criminal intent. Criminal intent. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, um, I ambushed you with this. Uh, well, I did not give you any warning on this question. Michael J. Fox's wife. Uh, really? What I am forgetting her name. I'm really sorry. Uh, right, because she is a person under herself. We all yeah. know that. Tracy. Oh, McDonald. Tracy something with a P, maybe. Okay. Tracy You're... Pollock. Tracy oh, nice. Pollock. Yeah, she um ha- plays a rape victim, and then she comes back on a later episode because the guy gets away on her episode. And then she is back on a later episode when he's started raping people again because she's basically um, harassing him and following him around to try and make it more difficult for him to get away with raping people. Oh, that's probably it's she. And, so she's on a one-person vigilante. Yeah. Like, with she knows that's the guy. Yeah. And so yeah. that's kind of gutsy stuff to yeah. face your attacker like that. Yeah, and be she's. Like, She's heard that character is great and she's great at it. Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's it. Yeah. That's, oh, that's a good one. How yeah. about Tom Hanks's wife? Has he, has she ever been on? Let's talk about <laughs> famous people's wives. She's been on girls. I saw her on girls and she was great. But I couldn't remember her name either. So Rita, thank you. Um, Rita. Yeah. Maybe it's McDonald. Probably Rita not. <laughs> <laughs> all the actors, they're all named McDonald in my head. It's, uh, Ronald. Tracy McDonald. Yeah. Um, I think Tracy McDonald's actually a comic. Yes. And, uh, so, but that's right. Um, but, I loved Rob Williams was on SVU. Martin Short was oh, really? on SVU. Was it a comedy episode where it was, took place in a comedy club, like punchline? Where no, had lockers? they played really, really bad guys. Oh, they did. Yeah. They played really disturbed bad guys. Yeah. 
So Robin Williams, it was a, it was dramatic roles. Yeah. And Martin Short as well. Yeah. But Martin Short was funny, even though he was a really, really bad guy. He was still darkly funny. Were they murderers? Were they rapists? Were they pedophiles? Um, he was, Martin Short was a serial killer and rapist. Yeah. Martin Short. Wow. And then, um, Robin Williams was just a, uh, a guy whose wife had been, um, who had had died as the result of the neglect of some official. I can't remember if it was doctors or somebody in authority had, he believed had been the cause of his wife dying. So he just took his anger out on, it starts with, he calls a fast food place and tell, gets the manager on the phone and says, one of your employees, a teenage female has been stealing you need to get her in your office, strip search her, and hold her there until what? I get there. And the Ew. guy does it. Yeah. You. Yeah. So he's that kind of creepy. Disturbing. Wow, that's the creepest. Yeah. That's super creepy. It is super creepy. And uh, the, right, I, I stopped wanting to watch this television yeah, show in the middle of that. I just realized when you say the storylines out loud, <laughs> <laughs> it's right. pretty disturbing. And Robin Williams, I mean. That was might have been in his his uh hey I want to play everybody. Did you yeah. ever see that photo photo uh what he worked at a photo um developing uh-huh. uh movie. He he worked at like a photo mat and um it was oh. a movie with Robin Williams and, and he it was plays a, dramatic, a bad guy? Uh just a weird guy. Well, did you see the one where he plays a he plays a killer in one that takes place in Alaska with Al Pacino? Oh that's no. Good. He plays yeah. really good. And that's a dramatic role. Yeah. I, I have an unsubstantiated theory that comics play better, um, dramatic roles than, 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 than people think. Yeah. Well, than, than people think, oh. cause they're just like, well, he's a comic, he's all wacky. Right. I just think we, we, I think we can tap that sort of dark thing that'll make it funny. Cause the Martin yeah. Short one you said, he was yeah. a horrible guy, but it was funny. There were parts of it that were funny. Yeah. yeah. He, there were parts of it where he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. He in that episode he plays he's the killer but he comes into the police station claiming to be a psychic and having visions about who the killer is. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but that's true supposedly that's true about killers anyways that they have these big egos that um yeah. that they kind of want to test to see if anybody'll find yeah. them or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's I rarely think about murder. Uh, the, like Castle, uh, not Castle, uh, Bones has, mm-hmm. uh, has a hologram machine that can recreate the, the murder. What? Yeah. It, uh, turns out that doesn't exist in real life. And, wow. uh, so they, it's a, it's a magical machine that has a superpower okay. that the artist character, Angela, has, is also a computer genius, but she's also an artist. And so she okay. can do these things in 3D modeling on. Wow. I stopped watching it a couple of years ago, but, uh. Um, I've never seen it. I didn't know that they had that. Well, it's Angel, uh, from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Okay. And Angel. And, and it's the character Angel? Nope. Oh, no. That would be actor. amazing if he were a, va- a vampire <laughs> with a soul who was solving <laughs> crimes, which I think is what Angel was. Kind <laughs> of, yeah. Kind of. And then, um, Bones is played by uh, a famous person that I cannot remember the name of, who's also her sister's very famous. And uh, a couple of very famous people are involved. So uh, it's two lady. It's a lady. Sisters. Yeah. And uh, 
Shoot. And uh, I bums. Sure. What about House? That's my one of my new favorite shows. Oh right. You know what I liked was Monk. My love Monk too. How great was Monk? Monk was great. Um, House is really great. Yeah, it was, uh, house was good, but always, I watched the first three seasons of that. Yeah. And then I got kind of, um, I got just, you know, I got distracted with the same, like I, yeah. He's not the hero of that story. Uh, right. He, he, he can, he has, he's savant-like and can find that it's not lupus every right. time. <laughs> but, uh, what he does, uh, D- Deschanel. Emily Deschanel. Oh, right. So her sister is also very famous. Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know anybody. I'm also uh, in that part of show business. Right. And I, but you would think, because I, I have seen, I would, I would sit in hotel rooms all around America and watch Bones marathons. Wow. And Castle marathons. They, because between three and six, they would yeah. show four episodes, three episodes of Bones, or three episodes of NCIS, okay. or three episodes of Castle. And okay. that's how I ended up watching those shows. The other shit, it would be TNT in USA. Right. The other one would be showing three episodes of Law and Order. Yeah. And weirdly enough, I never got into Law and Order. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, I probably only got into it because of my sister. Yeah. And, but then I got hooked and I love Vincent D'Onofrio and I got hooked on that one. It's, it's amazing. It's, uh. And Catherine Herbe is really great in it too. And she's Courtney your fa- Vance. Who's your favorite actor of all times? Was it Catherine Bernay? Well, my favorite actor of all time, movies and TV. Oh wow. Is Melissa McCarthy. Our, oh, Melissa McCarthy is a, is a delight. Have you met her? No. Oh. Have you met her? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just got excited. <laughs> We're, we both live in she, Los Angeles. We could. I um, met. I met her cousin. Who's her cousin? Oh, Jenny. McCarthy. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. I've oh. met her a couple of times. She she's nice, right? Or no? She's all right. She's, she's got. Okay. Uh, she she went off the deep end very briefly about autism oh, and yeah. and, uh, and vaccinations, and so she was hard to talk to, I guess, right. as a person. But the right. um, oh, I got to meet Bo Derek. Oh, what was she like? She was incredible. I met her. Oh. With Dennis Miller, Bo Derek, and she goes out with the guy from Northern Exposure. John Corbett. John Corbett. So the yeah. three of them for, were hanging out. Wow. Because uh, they're all very conservative and they live in Santa Barbara. Ew. Yeah. And, I mean, sorry. I shouldn't right. judge. But. No, no. Right. Uh, sometimes uh, it just comes out. Yeah. Uh, but the two gentlemen, Dennis Miller and John Corbett, mm-hmm. were uh, very dismissive of me. And, uh, Boderic was super nice to me mm-hmm. and we had essentially two sentences on the side where I was like, you're Boderic. <laughs> uh, I did not say that out loud. You'll be, everyone will be happy to know that I didn't say the words, you're Boderic. But I was like, um, when I was introduced, I, someone said Boderic and I yeah. was like, Boderic. Yeah. And she's 60, 62, yeah. something like that. She looks like she's 40. And, yeah. uh, she just has the greatest bone structure in the world. Yeah. And yeah. she's still very fit, um, as far as, uh, you know, whatever. She's clearly doing sit-ups. Yeah. Pretty sure. Do you do sit-ups? I might try. Have you ever tried to I might give that a shot at I, some point. I was reading something. There was something about someone doing sit-ups before bed. That sounds like a bad idea. I have a friend who used to do that, that we would get really high and eat garbage. And then once... Once every few months, he would go, I'm going to do the Phoenix program. And he would just start doing push-ups and sit-ups right before he went to bed. 
and then <laughs> where, where he would rise from the ashes. That was his that the, was the theory. The, what how he envisioned it, but it would last for about a week and then back to eating garbage and getting super high. <laughs> <laughs> Which we were in our twenties, or he was. Yeah, I was in my early twenties. He was in his late twenties. Oh that, yeah, you bounce right t- back. That's the time if you if you want to get high and eat garbage, those are the times to do it. I think that's the message of today, you yeah. guys. I think that's what we've learned here yeah. on the Dork Forest. Martha Kelly, by the way, thank you so much. For thank do- you. Let me just tell you, it has been an hour, but uh, we're going at Martha Kelly three K E L L Y at Martha Kelly three on Twitter, and then it's just Martha Kelly dot net. Yeah. Is your website, which is if you want to see some old things, uh, that, mm-hmm. that were on it sometimes. No, it's only been mm-hmm. up since February, you said. Yeah. It's just I, lightly I attended. Keep, I keep, uh, I keep thinking I'll write a blog and, uh, um, that's may never come to pass. Right. And no one's, uh, no one's clamoring for it either. <laughs> so. <laughs> if you get a chance, uh, Rangers, uh, go see Martha Kelly do stand up comedy for it as an entertainment delight. And Thanks, of course, Jackie. uh, what channel is Baskets on? Um, FX. And, and, and Baskets is on FX with Zach Galifianakis. So, uh, I'm sure you have, and Louis Anderson, who plays his mom and freaking nails it. Yeah, uh, he's so great. It's just amazing. And mm. other than that, Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?